Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Today's program, I have a very special guest all the way in British Columbia, Abbotsford, uh, Dr. Steve Brown. He's here with us. He will be sharing on Jesus Centered from his latest book. I'm so excited. We need Jesus to be the center of our lives. And uh, we need to understand also why we need Jesus at the center of our lives. Briefly before I let uh, Dr. Steve uh, uh, Brown here begin to share with us uh, on this topic as I've prepared a few questions to just help guide our conversation today. I just want to briefly tell you about uh, Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve is the president of Arrow Leadership based in Abbotsford, BC, Canada. He develops Jesus-centered leaders around the world and as president of Aero Leadership, a ministry focused on transformation, communicating, communication, uh, coaching and creating Jesus-centered resources. Uh, 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 that is uh, Dr. Steve's uh, heartbeat. He speaks widely, he has authored several books, he has coached many Christian leaders around the world for nearly two decades. His passion is to equip leaders to cultivate spiritual vibrancy, develop a health and holy character, grow, grow deep in relationships and leverage their leadership for maximum impact. I love that. Stay tuned and I will be right back with my guest. Uh, Dr. Steve, welcome on Unstoppable Faith. It's great to be with you, Dr. Kazumba and your listeners. It's an honor, sir, to have you on this program, and I am so excited as you share with us Jesus Centered. Let me go to quickly to this first question I have. Uh, uh, during this season of uncertainty that we are going through, how do we replace a fear with faith, distraction with focus? Yeah, this is a season that's unprecedented. Uh, there are so many fears. Uh, there are so many distractions and anxieties. And one spot where I've gone back to is the Philippian, Philippians letter from Paul. Uh, Paul understands where we're at. Um, Paul is, is social distancing. He's in prison. He's, he's not around the people he wants to be around. He's not doing what he wants to be doing, which is planting more churches and, and traveling and, and being a missionary. Uh, Paul gets us in Philippians. And in the midst of that difficult, uncertain space, Paul is living differently. And the reason why, I think 15 times in Philippians, he, he says joy or rejoice the reason why that joy is coming out of him in the midst of a difficult time is because of Jesus. 
And Paul says, you know, it doesn't matter um, if people are, are coming against me. It doesn't matter that I'm in jail. It even doesn't matter if I live or if I die or if I'm in want or if I'm in plenty. And the reason why it doesn't matter is because of Jesus with him and for him. And Paul says, I want to know Jesus above all things. Wow. Wow. That is a, that is a really uh, uh, just so good the way you bring it home. Uh, 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 Pete, uh, uh, Paul, he's in prison, social distancing. I love that. I love that. I love that. I never thought of it that way. Now, let's go to this other question here. Uh, how can we throw, um, throw off distractions and fix our eyes uh, with, uh, you know, fresh wonder on Jesus and adopting his character and uh, priorities as our own? The key there is a fresh wonder of Jesus. Because if we have a, a fresh awe of Jesus, we'll be drawn to Jesus. And if we're drawn to Jesus, we'll be transformed by Jesus. And if we're transformed by Jesus, other people are going to be drawn to Jesus as well. And Jesus lived and led differently. He is head and shoulders above anyone or anything else. I, in the research for the book, I read this great quote by John Stott, who was an international statesman for the Christian faith. And he wrote this about Jesus. He said, we talk about Alexander the Great and Charles the Great and Napoleon the Great, but not Jesus the Great. Stott goes wow. on and he says, Jesus is not the Great. He is the Only. He has no rival. He has no successor. So the key to everything really is this awe of Jesus. And we need to stir and stoke that awe of Jesus in us, even if we've been following Jesus for many, many years, and maybe especially if we have been. There is a question that I'm going to ask, um, and I believe it's a very important question. Why do you think or why do we need Jesus to be at the center of our lives more than ever before, especially in this season? This season has been so hard. It has been a grind for everyone, I believe, around the world. And the reason why we need Jesus at the center is because if you put yourself at the center, Things don't work out very well, at least they don't for me. If you put someone else or something else at the center, things don't work out very well. So the question is, where, do you, where is Jesus for you? And some of us get so distracted uh, that we, we put Jesus on the sidelines of our life. And over on the sidelines, maybe we think that Jesus is uninterested in, in who we are and what we're doing. Or we, we think that Jesus is... is yelling at us to do better. But Jesus wants to be a part of every moment of your day and your life. He wants to be at the center of your family. He wants to be at the center of your work. He wants to be the center of your health and finance. He wants to be the center of all of who you are because he cares for you and he wants to help you and walk with you and he promises to do that. And that's the good news of the gospel, um, that, that Jesus is with us and is for us, and he expressed, ultimately, great love for us through his death on the cross. 
And he's the one who's the risen Jesus. You have uh, prepared many leaders. Your expertise uh, or the area of grace and anointing that God has uh, given you is to prepare leaders for maximum impact for the kingdom of God. Let me go to this question uh, uh, for that reason. How can we deepen our engagement with Jesus in our life and leadership? One of the ways I, I focused the book was in three sections. And the three sections are, how can I be led more by Jesus? Being led more by Jesus is, is saying, I'm a follower first. It doesn't matter what my title is or what my role is. First and foremost, I'm a follower of King Jesus. And as I follow Jesus, I need to abide in him. Um, I can't do this on my own. I need his supernatural strength. And I need to know and experience his great love for me, uh, that he paid his, his life for me. Uh, and he deeply and dearly loves me, and he deeply and dearly loves you. And I have my identity grounded not in my accomplishments or my stuff, but in what Christ has done for me. So that's the first part of being led more by Jesus. And the second part of the book is around living and leading more like Jesus. Wow. So when you think of Jesus, you think of you know, his, his humility, his servant heart and posture, uh, his thinking. Um, you think about Jesus' humility. Jesus never walked into a room where he wasn't the smartest, most powerful, and holiest person in that room. Yet, he served, and he loved, and he cared for, and he listened to the people around him. So living and leading more like Jesus is part two. And then part three is leading more to Jesus. And this one blows my mind that God, the creator of the universe, the king of the world, invites you and me to be part of advancing his purposes in this place, in this time. And seeing more people find Jesus and follow Jesus is the heartbeat of leading more to Jesus. So those are the three areas that I really encourage people and leaders to engage Jesus. On those three points, I just want us to focus a little bit on those three points, if you don't mind. Being, being laid more by Jesus and leaving and leading more like Jesus and leading more to Jesus. Can you just touch just a little bit more, please, if you can, on those, why are they important? And how can we allow God to, you know, Jesus to lead us more? Mm -hmm. Being led more by Jesus starts with surrendering to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I don't want to follow me or somebody else or something else. I want to follow you. And there's nobody better to follow, nobody more trustworthy to follow. Uh, but we can't do that on our own. Uh, we need the power of God uh, at work inside us, from the inside out, to give us strength for each day, to change us from the inside out. And that, uh, it really focuses in on understanding God's love for you and me. And it's hard for me to really grapple with that. Um, for many years, I thought I needed to do more to make God happy, to um, uh, earn my way, so to speak. And I found that that attitude of trying to do more to earn my way with God didn't at all help my relationship with God. 
um, it actually stifled my relationship with God because God, first and foremost, wants to, to say, I love you, period. And Jesus heard those words from his, his father when he was baptized. This is my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And Jesus heard those words before he did any active ministry. And I believe that was intentional, that he would know the father's love and that his significance to the father was beyond what he would produce or do. And that was revolutionary for me in being led more by Jesus, because I'm following a Jesus who deeply loves me. And seeing my identity grounded in what Christ has already done. Um, I, I love Ephesians chapter one. Uh, it says we've been given every spiritual blessing that we've been chosen, included, adopted, loved, that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done. Um, Tim Keller, the pastor, says that we're spiritual billionaires. And if, if you and I are spiritual billionaires, that's going to change, you know, how that should change how we live and how we lead ultimately because of what God has done in the past, that God is with us today, and that God promises us some things that are incredible for the future. So that's a little bit just about being uh, led more by Jesus. I would ask you this question, is it possible to live and lead like Jesus? Hmm. With, with Christ in us and with us, yes. Yes, it is possible. Um, for me, I think about the humility of Christ. Um, you know, if, if, if we were launching a, a new movie, uh, we would probably go to Hollywood and we'd, we'd, we'd get a big place and spotlights and, and strobe lights and we'd invite important people and it'd be a very exclusive event. But when I think about the humility of, of Jesus, um, the, the entrance of God into this world, uh, it was an event that was meant to be accessible to everyone to you and to me. He, he came not to the, the elite few. He came to a people that were oppressed, to teenagers, to um, a backwoods place, uh, to shepherds who were watching uh, and who had no real power or authority at all, and said, here I am. I'm here for you, and I'm here to serve you. And that just blows my mind um, and, and stirs my heart to follow after uh, Jesus' example in serving others, of having humility and asking others for help, because uh, I need help every day. Um, so that's just one piece of living and leading more like Jesus, but Jesus also gives us courage for the difficult times that we're facing every day in this world. Um, and that courage um, is something we definitely need these days. Before I go to all the, the other three questions I have for you, I see we have uh, lots of time here. I just want to ask these questions that are not even there. But out of your experience, you've trained uh, leaders and you continue to train uh, leaders. The first question in those lines, which is out of, just so out of experience, I want you to share, is um, if you were to advise the young aspiring uh, leaders uh, uh, some of the mistakes we can avoid, what would those be? Yeah, there's so many ways we can 
get off track. So great question. Um, how, what can you do to, to get on track? And for me, um, uh, recognizing God loves me. I, I as a mi young minister, was, was uh, actively trying to love God with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. I was telling people that, that Jesus loved them. I was singing and praise choruses about the love of God, but I was not personally experiencing it. And recognizing that I could not earn God's love, but that that was a gift to me and that it was larger than anything I could imagine. Paul talks about, you know, God's love is higher, wider, deeper, and longer than you can get your head around. And for me, uh, cultivating an intimate relationship with Jesus was really foundational for my ministry and continues to be. So cultivating that, nurturing that relationship with Jesus, um, having time in God's word, um, our minds are so incredibly important. And in a world that is, you know, post-truth or a world of alternative, alternative facts, we need to be about God's word. And I found that I needed to have a, a plan, a, a place, and a time as a regular rhythm in my day to engage God in his word and have my mind renewed and transformed. Uh, having godly mentors and people around me um, uh, has been incredibly important. Uh, people who would encourage me uh, when I was, I was fumbling around and could point me in the right direction. So those are some uh, starting points. And the other, I'd say, is, is your identity. Where is it grounded? Is it grounded with kind of the next step on the ladder? Or is it grounded in what Christ has done? Uh, because if it's not grounded in what Christ has done, then we're pursuing the applause of others. And that's not something we're supposed to be doing. So those are some words I'd give to young leaders. Earlier in the, in the program here, you mentioned on, uh, you know, you touched on um, performance-oriented kind of uh, relationship that you try to have with Jesus, but it's not about that. So as you give those uh, insight, those are very, very uh, important. You mentioned that uh, where is your focus or your eyes? Is it on the next ladder or is it centered and grounded in Jesus? Those are very powerful path. Now, how can people connect with you for some more leadership insights? Yes. So you can go online to aeroleadership.org. So aeroleadership.org or uh, steveabrown.com. Steveabrown.com. Now, let's talk about uh, your institution, the, the, you know, the, uh, the, the one you train leaders. Mm -hmm. um, how can also people, those who feel uh, uh, what we're talking about here is profound. Uh, I just finished uh, doing a teaching on uh, preparation, the importance of being prepared, you know, for, for what God asks for you or for what God would love you to do for his kingdom. So how can people get involved in the school? Fantastic. We have free resources that you can just sign up for at aeroleadership.org. Um, we also have a flagship program called the Aero Leadership Program. We have one stream for younger leaders, uh, 25 to 40, and a stream for executive level leaders as well. So the Aero Leadership Program could be a, a great transformative experience. Uh, I went through the program myself uh, 20 years ago when I was pastoring a church, and it was a life changer for me. 
and it created a safe place for me uh, to process what's going on in my life, but a safe place that wasn't a soft place. It, it really sharpened me and polished me. Uh, and that's where we get our name Arrow is that uh, in Isaiah 49 verse 2, the servant of the Lord says, he polished me like an arrow and concealed me in his quiver. So that's a little bit about uh, how you can connect more with Arrow. You see, there, there are people that feels like, uh, I don't need a mentor in my life. I have the anointing. I, I, I can do this all by myself. I've been doing ministry for many years. I mean, look young, but I've been in that game where I understand the importance of uh, going to school. Uh, it's not about the paperwork or the certificate you get. There is just something significant when you go through that process. Now, there are those who are saying, I, I don't need all that stuff. Watch how, what encouragement would you give to them? Most of the leaders who've made headlines for all the wrong reasons have been on their own. We need community, even if the community is not perfect. Uh, Jesus chose to live, love, serve, and suffer in the context of community, even when the community wasn't perfect, and no community is perfect. So for me, I need people around me who actually know how I'm really doing. Uh, who actually know where I'm, where I'm weak, uh, who actually know how to pray for me, who have wisdom and experience that I don't have myself. So uh, I need to draw people around me. And um, that's something I think that every leader needs to do because we, off on our own, we're very vulnerable and uh, not going to be able to grow as quickly either. The enemy likes to attack when you are in isolation. He isolates before he can attack, and you are right on there. Now, uh, um, as we begin to, you know, um, wind down this program here, why did you feel it was very necessary to write this uh, powerful book, Jesus Centered? Mm. Uh, behind me, you can see lots of books. I'm a book collector and a book reader, uh, just like you, Dr. Dr. Kazumba. I, I study a lot and, and go to school and take courses. Um, Jesus is head and shoulders above all the books I've got here. I, I want to learn from these books, but Jesus puts things in a whole different perspective, and I want to be a lifelong student of Jesus. And and too easy it is for us to discount Jesus or dismiss Jesus or to say, I already know all that. I want to be a lifelong follower and student of Jesus. And that's really the heartbeat of the book, Jesus Centered. How, how can I do that? How can I do that with some others around me? Um, because I don't think there's anything better that we're called to, to be about. Where can the people get the book, Jesus Centered? Yes, it is uh, online on a little store called Amazon and uh, Kindle as well, and it'll be on Audible Books too. Um, so you can go online to Amazon and, um, and purchase it that way. Before we go, sir, I just want you to take two minutes, if you can, please, mm -hmm. to pray with our viewers from around the world and those who are listening on radio uh, as they are driving, uh, 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 as they are going about their day and they understand the importance of having Jesus the center of our lives. And those who are aspiring into, you know, uh, aspiring to be leaders, uh, uh, you've shared some profound uh, things here. And I believe that uh, the Lord has just given you the 
the, the grace and the oil and the anointing, not only to release leaders, not only to disciple leaders, but also to prepare them through your teachings. I just want you to take some time and uh, 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 pray uh, for our audience right now as they listen to this program. What a special privilege to do so. Um, let, me, let, me, let me pray. Lord, I pray for those who are listening right now that are believing some lies. People who are believing that, that nobody gets them, that nobody cares about them, that nobody can help them. Lord, if, if someone is listening to those lies inside themselves and coming at them, Lord, I pray that you would break them free from those lies, that they would know that those lies are not truth, that the truth is that you get them, that Jesus yes. understands them in their space right this moment, right now, yes, Lord. that Jesus cares for them right this moment, right now, and that Jesus can help them right this moment and right now, whatever the circumstances. Lord, I pray for a fresh wonder and awe of Jesus for everyone who is listening. Lord, that we would not be distracted, that we would not dismiss or discount Jesus, but that we would have a fresh and real wonder and yes. awe of who he is. Yes, Lord. Lord, stir that in us, that it would transform us, that it would draw others to you. Yes, Lord. And Lord, for leaders who are listening, uh, Lord, I pray for, um, I know that leadership right now mm. is harder, lonelier, and maybe even more discouraging than any other point in uh, my lifetime for many. So Lord, I pray again that they would know that you are with them mm. and for them, that they matter, that what yes, they Lord. do matters. Uh, Lord, I pray um, that you would give them courage yes, Lord. to follow you, even though their knees may be knocking. Give them courage to follow you. Yes, Lord. And Lord, um, I pray for favor on these leaders. And Lord, that you would um, bless uh, their desire to see your kingdom advance. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would protect marriages and children yes, and ministries. And Lord, protect these leaders from the evil one and the yes, and the and the 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 what's inside us that the the, the, the rages against us. Yes, Lord. Protect these leaders and bless them, I pray. And bless this program, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Dr. Kazumba, I pray as well. In Christ's name, amen. Amen and amen. Dr. Steve Brown, thank you so very much, sir, for coming on this program. Thank you. It's been a joy and a privilege, so thank you. I look forward to have you back here where you can just do a teaching on leadership. Wonderful. I would really enjoy that. And to our viewers, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord watch over you. Until then, shalom, shalom. And A, don't, don't forget to tune in every Wednesdays. Every Wednesdays we are live bringing you an, uh, Kingdom Insight. Kingdom Insight. This coming week, we'll be looking at uh, when God is preparing you. Continue to watch that program as well. Until then, shalom, shalom. Faith is the currency of the Kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.